RTD Live Talk, Detroit's number one late night YouTube talk show. We are live for a Wednesday night edition. Looking forward to connecting, looking forward to finding out what's on your radar. And then, of course, sharing with you some things that uh, I think is worth talking about because a lot of this excitement about this digital asset space and the adoption of Bitcoin and things like that down in El Salvador. After watching a lot of the headline stories today, you know, two words in particular stood out the most to me. They kept getting, being repeated over and over and over again. And of course, it's in the title of this video here talking about the uh, coming changes to the legal tender status and how this opens the door for a lot of countries to begin uh, discussing how it's important to basically alter the laws to make it possible for CBDCs to be introduced. So we're going to talk about that tonight as well as a couple other things. But how's everyone doing? Hope everyone's doing well. Uh, hit that thumbs up button. Show your support for the channel ahead of time because as always, I plan on delivering my best and I hope you guys are uh, ready to receive it. And also, when the phone lines are open, at 313-462-0027. Give me a call. Let me let your voice be heard. Because once again, the show is designed to be the people's talk show. And I'll make sure that everyone that's checking in have a way to uh, voice their opinions and share their uh, share their two cents as well. So uh, let's do that. So as always, I'm going to check in via chat. Any new viewers, let me know where you're watching from. We'll love to shout you out real quick. And then I'm going to go through some just some maintenance on my part. And then we're going to jump right into the articles or more so just me trying to decode some of the things that I'm sensing out here. Uh, not a lot of articles, but just more so taking a look, a, a, a journey down uh, history lane and uh, trying to navigate how things might play out a little bit in the days ahead and why I think everything that we're experiencing now is not by accident. It's intentional. It's uh, designed to basically, you know, continue to further the monetary expansion towards the digital space. So, all right, let's keep it moving. Uh, what else we got here? We got uh, da -da 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 Simon. Uh, we got Jen West uh, says, I have the links on my channel in the description of my videos. Okay. Low blood pressure. We got Glenn Miller. We have, uh, let me see here, Jay. We got Tom, Worldwide Emergency. We got the Pothead BTC in the building. Todd, we got Tim. We got Todd, Kenneth. All right. We got Truth or Nothing. We got Mass Free Society, John the Tenth Man, L. Walk. We got Manuel. We got Philbin, Tony B in the building. Okay. Tim from Oahu, Hawaii, Oahu, Hawaii. I hope I said that right. Yeah, never had a chance to go to Hawaii. Man, I hear it's nice and uh, nice out there. Rod B in the building. We got Nacho. El Salvador will be undermined by the U.S. for challenging a dollar. So Nacho, that's a great, that's a great, that, that's a great angle there. And so from the video I did earlier, I put that out there. Like it's one of my one of my primary measurements to this whole movement based upon the U.S. response. And so if the U.S. doesn't respond in a very harsh, negative way towards the recent adoption of uh, the Bitcoin protocol and competition with or pegged to or tied alongside of uh, the dollar, then uh, it's a setup. It's definitely something the U.S. is going to use to their advantage. But if they do come down hard on them, then perhaps, you know, it, it's it was a uh, act of. Uh, actual act by the president to um, basically add some alternatives for the people. So we'll, we'll see how that plays out. But anyway, I don't want to get ahead of myself. Let's jump right in uh, to some maintenance things on my end. And then we'll dive into some things I want to touch on and share my two cents with you. And so let me pull this screen up here. All right. So for those that are tuning in, I want to make sure you guys know, rethinkingthedollar.com is the home base of everything. Everything that's done here all ultimately ends up there. We got articles, news stories about gold, silver, crypto, you name it. Got the little ticker up top. So I keep an eye on what my favorite uh, projects are, as well as my favorite uh, uh, measurements of weight. And then we keep it on moving out to the very bottom where I want to make sure everybody knows. Uh, if you're new, make sure you take, take a minute uh, to unplug for the matrix by taking the step one, which is the awakening period, which happens to give you a chance to test your dollar IQ and then from there, if you feel led to, you can do go all the way through, which basically means you join the community by clicking the subscribe button. And hopefully between step one and step five, you've been in, encouraged and really uh, led to understand the importance of getting your weight up uh, by getting any form of metal that will help you preserve your purchasing power. So hopefully that'll be helpful for you. But also typically on Wednesdays at 930, I usually have off air tonight, not doing it just because we did the last week. 
But for those that are interested, if you want to join me face to face on screen off air, I consider consider becoming a Patreon member and you'll be invited to hang out via Zoom off air for some little heart to heart, hang out with the fellas as well as some young ladies that's been joining us, too. So uh, some good evenings uh, with the off the off the air hangout. So consider supporting the channel. You'll be invited. And then all the links where you can find RTD, we, we're everywhere. Everywhere there's somewhere, a social platform, I try to be there. And so we got Instagram, Telegram, we got the podcast, we got Facebook, Twitter, Parler, Rumble, you name it. Definitely connect with us there. And the most important ones as of now is Discord, where a lot of the articles I usually share come from there. And then also Telegram if you're located there. So, all right, let's keep it moving. And then I want to actually show you something I did today. So here is a... Um, little video, not a video, but just a little, uh, just a little something I put together. I was just, you know, want to do something different. So putting together some little advertisement for the channel. And so if you, if anybody's on Twitter, go to Twitter, follow me on Twitter. It's just rethinking, rethink, rethink I N dollar. And uh, I love that. I follow you back there. And then also this little stuff here, just a little advertisement, get stuff, get people thinking. And it says the debt never stops and neither does the debasement of your dollars. You can never be fully debt free when your national currency is an IOU. And so basically, I just put this with a little sound effect. Of just the, the, the dollar, the debt clock, just 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 counting, just continue to go bananas. <laughs> so I thought that was something that, you know, caught some people's attention. So, yeah. Anyway. OK, let's jump right in. So I want to actually touch on the first a uh, little article, video, whatever. And it's how, and everything tonight, for the most part, we'll start off with just talking about this push towards digital and how it's speeding up and how I believe this whole uh, El Salvador situation is very timely because it's at the beginning of June, around the same time as the Bitcoin conference. And it's at the same time with June. Is, June is going to be a very heat, hot and intense month from the overall monetary system itself. Nevertheless, the stuff that's going on right here in the digital space. But here is the, to this morning, early this morning, the Congress in El Salvador got together based upon the bill that was submitted by Naib, the president. And uh, after having a chance to watch this little short clip here, it basically was uh, by a show of hands, you know, how many people want this? And of course the whole Congress had their hands raised. It was overwhelmingly approved. And so just with that alone, bam, you know, Bitcoin became a legal tender there. And so with this legal tender, I'm seeing the words legal tender, legal tender, legal tender everywhere I look. I'm thinking like, wow, most people are focused on the result of the act being done there, but not necessarily looking deeper into what's going on, because here are some things that we'll find out if it's disruptive or not. But all governments as of right now are supposed to be working on the CBDCs. And so according to the Great Reset Agenda, World Economic Forum, and so we'll see which countries are locking step with that agenda or not. But they're not supposed to be voting on Bitcoin to be a legal tenant. They're supposed to be voting on changing the codes and laws for digital currencies to be incorporated into the legal tender laws for the land. And so when I saw this, I'm thinking like, OK, they're either out of sync or this is an actual grassroots movement where the country where the president is actually wanting to. But this guy here is talking about, you know, the time has come for the people to have an opportunity towards financial inclusion as well as have a say so in the financial world. And they're saying that with Bitcoin itself. And of course, my personal opinion on that is the digital aspect asset space is very promising because the technology is undeniably it's a game changer. We know that. But yet I thought it would have been worthwhile to also in that bill include some things that is literally real, tangible wealth that gives people a chance to protect themselves as well. And it happens to be with gold, silver. No doubt El Salvador in their past, they had gold and silver in their coinage. Every nation that is actually a sovereign nation had gold and silver at one point in time. And of course, 50, 60 years ago, however long it's been for El Salvador, they've gotten away from that. And so now that we're in a digital revolution space, everything now is about digital assets, which is i.e. computer code. And of course, Bitcoin is leading the way. And so it caught me by surprise, as well as a lot of other people. But then we'll find out how the U.S. takes this, because if there's no pushback, then, as I mentioned in my little video earlier, Naive got the approval of some higher ups to do this, to distract people from looking over here and stuff like that from the video I did earlier. But time will tell. But what will this do? This will lead to more countries now. So already 
We have the Kingdom of Tonga in Africa, if I'm not mistaken. Their financial prime minister is about to is talking about introducing a bill to make digital assets a part of the uh, their financial system. And then the second bill will be to make Bitcoin a legal tender as well. And then we have Panama. I saw something from Panama from uh, um, something on the social media sphere about Panama looking to do the same thing. And I think Paraguay is up next. And so we have more nations now looking to make Bitcoin a legal tender. And so that got me to thinking about what is this ultimately about for us here in the U.S.? And I believe it has to do a lot with the congressional approval that will be needed for the Federal Reserve to actually bring into existence a rebranded version of the dollar, i.e. central bank digital currencies. And after doing a little bit of homework on my side, I've realized that this is literally a part of the, the steps needed. It, they need to open the door to talk about legal tender and about currencies and how every nation on the planet has to address this current issue, because as of now, it is considered unlawful and outright unconstitutional outside of that. But the Federal Reserve does not have the powers to create or reinvent or rebrand the current monetary structure as far as how they implement the currency, how they are actually stewards over the United States financial matters is all denominated and it is all predicated on being denominated in dollar terms. But then if you look at the legal tender laws, according to the United States code, it tells you exactly how that is shaped out and what it looks like. And it says nothing about digital code. And that's what needs to be incorporated, in my opinion. And I think this El Salvador Bitcoin move opened the door for that for the U.S. in particular. So here's something I want to touch on real quickly. Uh, it says Bitcoin, which countries could follow El Salvador making it legal tender? So another article with the words legal tender. So that's going to become a very prominent thing we're going to hear about. And of course, it got some ideas of, of countries or whatnot. I just mentioned a few of them. But uh, it says elsewhere, elected officials in Argentina, Brazil, Mexico, and Nicaragua have all spoken favorably about Bitcoin with some pledging to introduce legislature that is favorable to cryptocurrency. And then go right on down there. Winklevoss says, first, they ignore you. Then suddenly Paraguay, Argentina, Panama, Brazil, El Salvador, and Nicaragua embrace Bitcoin. And so the revolution begins, I, I would say, or will it last? Let's uh, we'll, we'll keep it at that. And so what really caught my attention last night um, after I got done live streaming was uh, Naib, the president. He got done tweeting the legislation that he was going to promote put before Congress this morning. And when I looked into it a little bit, I give you the, the U S version. Let me find that real quick. It's uh, and so the U S version, or the, I'm sorry, the English version rather. <laughs> and so here is the actual Bitcoin law that they're looking to, that they voted on today and it got approved. But when you thumb through it, a couple things stuck out that I wanted to just pinpoint. Cause I think these are the same type of changes that will be made to the United States code pretty soon. And so it says here, there's Article 3, it says prices may be expressed in Bitcoin. So can you imagine going to the grocery store and there it being dollars on one side and then the amount of Satoshis next to it? You know, that'd be something different. But then here's something I want to mention as well. Given the current environment, in, who in their right mind would want to spend Bitcoin when Bitcoin is a hedge? It is a anchor. It is a sponge against the destruction of fiat currency. So who in their right mind would really want to spend Bitcoin? I don't know, but I'm sure people do. But just the fact that they're introducing Bitcoin as a way that people can spend, sure, it, it allows people to get the, get the crypto into their possession. So that's the start. Okay, sure. But why, but spend it. Why would, you, why would you spend something that is appreciating in value in comparison to something that is going down the tubes? You know what I'm saying? Like, you just, you just don't do that. That's just my opinion. Anyway, so here's a couple other things here, and I'll start rambling and getting some more things. It says tax contributions can be paid in Bitcoin. Exchanges in Bitcoin will be subject to capital gains tax, but like any legal tender, will not be subject to capital gains tax. It says for accounting purposes, USD will be used as a reference currency. And then it says here, without prejudice to all the actions of the private sector, the state shall provide alternatives that allow the user to carry out transactions in Bitcoin and have automatic and instant convertibility from Bitcoin to USD if they wish. 
And so also the government's coming out with uh, wallets for the people that they don't have to use, but they can. And then the very last one here says all obligations and money expressed in USD existing before the effective date of this law may be paid in Bitcoin. So basically what that means is if you are a person who have been holding Bitcoin or you come across a Bitcoin, you can literally as the destruction of the dollar continues, you can basically hold off from paying your debts, let the appreciation of the Bitcoin increase. And if you choose to then go back and pay off your debt, you're paying off a much lesser debt burden by just holding Bitcoin, letting it appreciate. Because in, as of right now, according to this legislation, there is no capital gains tax on it because it is money. You can actually get off big time. So you can go down there, take off some debt, <laughs> let the Bitcoin appreciate. If it does, then go back and pay off your debts and you know not be taxed on that. That's not a bad deal, I would say. Okay, so what does this leave? What does this leave? This leaves us us meaning the united states government needing to really step up to the plate now so what i have in mind is so just today the banking committee met and um elizabeth warren she basically slam bashed the crypto space and was very supportive of the cbd set cbd cbdc space and so ultimately what she did was say that we need to crack down on the private sector central bank or private current coins or whatnot and focus on the central bank digital currencies. And so what does that mean? That means that pretty soon, because Jerome Powell even mentioned it in one of his prior speeches, I did a video on it, how, you know, he's looking to, he's looking forward to working with Congress on getting the approval to then be able to lay the framework on how they can then be the distributors, the creators and the distributors of the CBDCs themselves. So what does that leave us? They can't do that until Congress gives them approval and or Congress changes the Federal Reserve Act by amending their the qualifications of what they can actually do according to their mandates and whatnot. But I want to actually dive back into history a little bit and just lay with some from, from some groundwork here. I'm sorry. And it has to do with the United States Code. And so the United States Code is ultimately the codification of the law of the land, all the statutes from all the congressional uh, uh, frameworks that has been established for the United States of America lies within these um, uh, these pages right here. So, if you so, what's interesting about this is this talks about this get every sector of our economy of our country is somehow one way codified in here in a abbreviated version to give us meaning to what law, what the laws of the land are in a sense. Okay, so if you look on this here, so it has. 54 titles and of course title 31 is the focus so you click on that and then it zooms in a little bit more and then with that comes seven or six different subtitles and we want to look at money and finance and so let's look at uh what are we looking at here uh nope this is the wrong one let me find it uh finance and management oh no i had it up oh, we're gonna look at money and let's see what comes up from there Monetary transaction note, so it's the wrong one. Let me get this right. Let me get this right. Give me a second, people. I was looking at it a moment ago. But anyway, the legal tender status. So ultimately, what we're looking at is the legal tender status, which is codified here. And it hasn't been changed significantly. It's been amended a couple of times here and there, but it hasn't been changed, to my knowledge, in well over 100 years plus. And that was to incorporate the new creation of the Federal Reserve Act and the stipulation of what they were able to do directly and so let me get this right so give me one second here i gotta find the right link uh let me see here did it do, do give me one second people be patient with me talk amongst yourselves <laughs> let me find this real quick because i want to go deeper into this but i have to find it let me find it uh dang maybe where it go it was right in front of me a minute ago oh banking no is this not a banking nope let me see if this is it Banking, banking, this is not it. But anyway, I'm gonna keep moving if I don't if I can't find it. Because it looks like as of now, I had it in front of me a minute ago, but I lost it. So let me actually do this. I'll do this. Let me give me one second here. I apologize. Call myself trying to be prepared, but yet I made a mistake. Okay, so let me find this. Uh do 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 do. And I had this problem before. I had this problem before, but anyway. Okay, here we go. So I think I found some. Okay, so I'll go here instead. Okay, so if you go to, it's, it's supposed to be Title 31 before whatever reason is not popping up. 
But if you look at this, this basically gives us what the definition and what the what the definition of legal tender is for this country. And so here it says United States, United States coins and currency. And then it has a little, little brackets around it, including. So this is a late edition. So this came about after 1913. It says including Federal Reserve notes and circulating notes of the Federal Reserve banks and national banks. So mind you, this is some old documentation here because once again national banks we don't even have that no more but not many people know that prior to 1960 ish we had i think total seven different forms of currency that we were able to use including gold silver gold coins silver coins united states notes federal reserve notes bank notes and silver certificates and gold certificates which were not in circulation but we could use them still so that was seven different forms of currency that was available to us whereas now we only have two Three, actually. We got digital dollars, paper, and coins. But what this is going to do, so what's going to happen right now, in my opinion, this summer and heading to this fall, Congress will get together, the banking committee, as well as the House of Representatives, they're going to get together. Jerome Powell and Jenny Yellen, who's a former banker, they're going to lay out the framework as to how they can then amend this particular code here. Because without changing this code, as well as part of the Federal Reserve Act, they can't really get down to business the way they want to. Because as of now, it says United States coins and currency. And then in, including Federal Reserve notes and circulating notes of the Federal Reserve, which was added after the fact. So this original code here, this legal tender code was created in 1874 after 1873, when the whole legal tender in the greenback, which was created, I think, in 1863, if I'm not mistaken, was formed. So this is all within that time frame there. And this was designed to give the United States government, the United States Mint and the Bureau of Labor Statistics, Bureau of Labor and Bureau of Engraving, the right to create and coin money. So this Federal Reserve Act came about late. OK, so what am I talking about here? Within the next couple of months, couple of months, at least, they're going to be looking to address this by having to change this. And they're going to incorporate something around the, around the effects of. So let me just I'm going to just, you know, just properly just, you know, run through this real quick. United States coins. So all this will all this will stay the same. It says including Federal Reserve notes and circulating notes and then probably like a little semicolon with the addition of digital currency assets or something like that. And in parentheses, central bank digital currency. Federal Reserve Bank notes or whatever this go say in in that one our legal tender for all debts, public charges, taxes and dues, foreign gold or silver coins are not legal tender for debts. So they're going to basically amend it by incorporating just the simple words of digital currency and then put in parentheses central bank digital currencies and voila, just like that, they'll have the framework for them being able to issue out. A uh, new form of currency in the form of a CBDC. But then just take a little bit further real quick. Something I also want to mention is that this also gives us the code system for a monetary system. And just just look at how far we've come. Initially, the dollar was this established on a measurement. It says United States money is expressed in dollars, dimes, tenths, cents, hundreds and mills or a hundred or thousandths. A dime is a tenth of a dollar, a cent is a hundredth of a dollar, and a meal is a thousandth of a dollar. So, mind you, this is some old, you know, 17, 1800 type stuff here. We've come a long way from that because who used the words thousandths of a dollar and millions of a dollar? We don't use that no more. But then here's something else a standard weight. The standard Troy pound of the National Institute of Standards and Technology of the Department of whatever shall be the standard used to ensure that the weight, the weight, of the United States coins conforms to the specification. So remember, what that when I when I read this and I see the standard weight and the whole model and the concept of rethinking the dollar is get your weight up. Weight was always a part of the equation. <laughs> Purity and weight always provided a monetary unit of account. And then let me go on leave it even a little bit more because this is this uh, this is some interesting stuff here. And so I got, uh, let me see here what I got here. Okay. So just to keep moving right along real quick, I'm going to stop talking and ranting a little bit, but I want to slay the foundation. But if you go to the treasury.gov, it talks about the legal tender status in regards to notes. And then what, what I found to be interesting about this, when I scroll down, no, this is the wrong one, but it talks about uh, on this page here, 
uh, defacement of currency, legal tender definition. And it says, however, there is no federal statute with mandates that private businesses cannot accept cash, yada, yada, yada. And there's something else here about the penalty for under this provision, currency defacement, uh, whatever, engraved. OK, so that's the wrong one. So anyway, I'm going to keep it moving. But anyway, so this is what I want to talk about tonight, because I think this basically opens up the door for. United States government to now really begin hammering on the idea of needing to begin countering this Bitcoin legal tender status push that other nations and of course all these nations that are looking to adopt and bring into their legal code now the words Bitcoin or CBDCs they're all countries that are experiencing harsh uh, economic conditions right now especially the ones that are pegged to the dollar and so the dollar right now has put a lot of pain on a lot of countries because all their debts are denominated in dollars and their currencies are doing are, are nowhere near able to sustain their economy. Nevertheless, can they afford to purchase dollars to pay off those debts? So they need options. So expect more countries to open up the floodgates towards Bitcoin. They'll never even mention gold or silver. Like if El Salvador was to say something like we're going to bring back the gold standard, you better believe There'll be troops on El Salvador's ground. They'd have been there yesterday. <laughs> so anyway, people. But anyway, I'm tired. I'm tired of ranting. Don't want to rant no more. Let's talk to you. Let's open the phone line. Let's talk. Let me know what's on your mind. What are you thinking? Where did I miss it today? And also, did anybody have a chance to see that uh, video I did earlier, where I shared my thoughts on how you know we got some things to look out for to validate this current push for uh, the legal line, legal tender status of Bitcoin. So let me know. But all right, let's get these calls. Let me see what we got here. Hello, Carlos. Where are you calling from? What's going on, Mike? This is um, Dwayne from the Midwest, my friend. Dwayne, how you doing, my man? What's going on? Give me a quick thought. Hey, you hey, you prove me right every time. <laughs> Go ahead, Bitcoin man. Bitcoin is the new SDR. You, you just... You just prove me right every time. This whole show is proving my theory right. Bitcoin, the SDR. Bitcoin is the friend to the dollar. Mm -hmm. Notice in your presentation, which mm -hmm. you did, which was a great presentation, by the way. Thank you, sir. Uh, good, yeah, good job on that. Notice in your presentation, you said that they will reference the dollar. Mm -hmm. That means that Bitcoin is upholding the dollar. Yeah. See, when you get into a Bitcoin. You have to get out of a Bitcoin into a fiat currency. Yes, you can sell it, but it has mm -hmm. to be denominated yeah. in a fiat currency. Mm -hmm. So Bitcoin is a friend to fiat currency. I keep saying it. It's the new SDR. <laughs> it, it's, it's the new SDR. And there is something else that you brought out in your presentation. Uh -huh. you, you mentioned that you said that they weight the dollars a tenth of a dollar mm -hmm. or, or decimal or something like that. You, um, you mentioned, right? Yeah. Bitcoin functions the same way. Mm -hmm. Because you buy, buy a whole Bitcoin. If you can buy fractions of Bitcoin. Yeah. Just like you can do a dollar. Yeah. So Bitcoin mm. is a is a SDR mm -hmm. and it's a friend of the dollar. And I'm going to leave you with my last thought. Yeah. What? What? And I was thinking about this the other day. With all this debt, you have to think like a gangster. <laughs> if, if if a gangster knew he owed trillions of dollars, uh -huh. if let's say let's say John Gotti yeah. or Al Capone knew that he owed trillions of dollars, uh -huh. a thought might come in his head: How do we um, uh, manage this debt? Maybe we need to get rid of two thirds of the people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hence the hence the <laughs> participation with the the jab in your arm and. They got the joints for jabs and jab, you know, hamburgers for jabs. Yes, and yes. Well, well, well I want. I call it the Goody Mob, Mike. I yeah. call it the Goody Mob. You know what I mean? The Goody uh, Mob, because if you watch the Goody Mob, the cell therapy. <laughs> yeah, I, I call it the Goody Mob. That cell therapy. Oh man, I heard that one in a minute. Hey man, appreciate you calling <laughs> yeah. in, man. Thanks for your thoughts. No problem. Take it easy, man. Yeah. Just, just, just keep doing what you do. Oh, Mike, Mike. Yeah, one more yeah. thing. One more thing. Go ahead. Do you, do you have an address where people can, like a physical address where they can, like a P.O. box where they can send, I you know, do. support? I do. Oh, do can you put, because you don't post it. You don't post it, though. I don't because I don't I don't use it much. But I, what I'll do is shoot me an email 
shoot me an email, admin, admin at rethinkingdollar.com, and I'll shoot it to you. And I'll also put it in, in, in the description below, but I just never forget to do it. But I'll do that. Okay. Thanks a lot, bro. All right, man. Be good. Yeah, bye-bye. Oh, man, some great points there. So I like the idea of the decimal system. And that's one thing I didn't even consider, like how uh, Bitcoin, in particular, crypto space in general, can be broken down to the smallest of, of units. And so the fact that our the dollar was similar to that when it comes to dimes, dollars, quarters, tens, hundreds, mills, thousands, you know, initially with the dollar. Because think about this. People don't remember that, you know, people, we actually used to fun function off a penny. We actually had a half a penny. 200 years ago so it's like think about this what could you have done with a half a penny like that was probably like a tip for doing something like a half a penny or a penny or a nickel was a tip a hell of a good tip 200 years ago type of thing whereas in now hell you can't do that with a dollar you know so look at think about how far we've come but i like the idea of you know bitcoin cannot be a true bitcoin will not be able to step out onto its own platform as a global monetary system and network until items are priced in satoshis outright and like i just mentioned for those that are tuning in how if you look at the bill submitted to congress in el salvador this morning uh, something they voted on was that you know the um the items prices may be expressed article three says prices may be expressed in bitcoin which means you can probably go into a grocery store down there at some point in the future if this all plays out the way that it appears to be playing out where you can have, you know, a bag of chips, you know, you know, two dollars and ten cents because they, they do it in dollars there. And then next to that, it'll say point oh 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 or, you know, point oh oh one Bitcoin or point one of a Satoshi point oh whatever of a, of a Satoshi of a stack. You know what I'm saying? So that's got that could be interesting. But yeah, once again, Bitcoin will not be able to become step out on its own entirely until you begin pricing things in Bitcoin solely. And that's the thing at this current moment, like I said before, like, you know, I'm not quite sure why you would want to spend a Bitcoin when you, you know, saying basically the only thing a federal reserve note is good for is spending right now and speculating because you don't want to save them for long. So you'll probably use them and redeem them for either these, or you can go back into that if you choose to. So, but anyway, man, give me a call. Phone lines are open. Let's talk. What are your thoughts? Where am I missing it at? I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Penhas, appreciate you, my man. Thank you for the blessing to the channel. All right, so I see a lot of thoughts here. It says, Ken says, silver is great unless you want to cross borders, and I'm a stacker as well. Good luck getting it, uh, getting a suitcase over the silver through your custom. Definitely. So that's one of the things where, you know, and that's the, that's, that's I can see how people complain about how you can't, it's not, you know, it's not uh, easily movable and all that stuff like that. Sure. So unless it's a part of your game plan to be able to literally geographically relocate to somewhere else, then more than likely, you know, if you ain't going nowhere, then you're not really concerned with that. But if push come to shove, I can understand the importance of want to be light. You know, you're not carrying much weight and it allows you to be able to move when you got those digits in your wallet or on your heart, on your uh, cold wallet or whatever. So I can understand that 100 percent. April Lane says, due to capital gains tax, spending Bitcoin is not wise. April, very true extremely true and that's good that plays it into it even more and that's the thing like and that's one thing i never believe you know having a crypto card where you swipe and of course i'm assuming they take uh you know they record all your transactions so you can always use that as a point of reference when you do your taxes or whatever but i'm thinking like until it becomes a currency to where it's not no longer a taxable capital gains event similar to what i just mentioned here here in this documentation here and so in in el salvador as of today you can spend bitcoin and it is not taxable as a capital gains tax it says exchanges in bitcoin will not be subject to capital gains tax just like any legal tender so that's one thing that makes it different if it becomes a legal tender so that's why i think legal tender laws will be very important moving forward and the federal reserve and congress will, will be coming together pretty soon to address the legal tender laws in, here in the country because in order to do that they're going to have to insert uh some new text which basically gives the government uh the right to allow federal reserve to basically alter the legal tender law you uh 31 united states code subsection 5103 and so as we get as you can see here this version here this version here was added uh, after 1913 when the Federal Reserve Act was signed. But before that, 
which says United States coins and currency are legal tender for debts, public charges, whatever. But that was saying United States coins. Look, look, look at that. United States coins and currency. Coins came first, emphasizing the point of silver and gold coins. That was money. And then currency was the redeemable notes, the certificates that were still exchangeable at the time. Because, mind you, as I mentioned, for those just tuning in, United States code in the form of codifying the law of the land originated in 1874 or something like that, I, I read. So think about this. This is a very old text right here with the yellow part being the 107, 100 and what did we got? It was 19, 1913, 108-year-old uh, edition that was added there. And then, of course, they're going to put in between there somewhere. They're going to put in between here somewhere something about central bank digital currencies, referring to the whole digital rebranding of currency. And then there you go. They'll have the right to be able to say, now it's time to roll out the CBDCs because it is legal tender. And so here's the thing. I don't think we'll ever see. We'll never see. And let me know if I'm wrong. You feel free to give me a call. I'm sure prove me, prove, prove me wrong or share your thoughts. But we'll never hear, we'll never see the word Bitcoin included in the United States commercial code here for legal tender. That's just my opinion, but I, I, I stand on that one. So, But yet we don't need to because, once again, the whole point in Bitcoin from the jump was supposed to be above the law, beyond banks, and it was supposed to disrupt the current monetary structure. So we don't really need permission. <laughs> That's one thing that I like about the space as of now. We really don't need permission in order to use it, but in order to engage in society and actual commerce when it comes to payments and stuff like that for our goods and services, then that's when we cross the line to where, you know, they're going to try to tax it and stuff like that. So, but anyway, let's keep it moving. Give me a call. Phone eyes are open. I'm curious to hear your thoughts. And uh, let's talk about this. Uh, here's something here. It says uh, cash is the last option of getting out of the system. Eventually, gold and silver will be digitized. And unless you are in the system, it will be it will be zero value without their system. Ooh, OK, that makes sense. That sounds like it's something that they can try to pull off. But uh, my only issue would be gold and silver. Uh, they'll, they'll attempt to digitize it. But there's there'll always be a black market. There'll always be people who are not directly in the system, i.e. like so right now. Here's a good example of not being a part of the system. As a part of this whole push towards digitization, Congress, the Senate Banking Committee hearings that's been taking place once a week for the last couple of weeks, they've been talking about reaching the unbanked. And so the people who are considered unbanked now, they're the people who are, I think it's probably the bottom nine or 10 percent of income earners that either don't have income or they're on government subsidies or whatever, but that 10, 20 million people will be considered black market individual because they don't have bank accounts. And so what they do, they use cash. They got their hustle on, they do what they do, but they do it out of the eye of the system. And that's always been a part of the system. Not everybody chooses to bank. Not everybody chooses to go through the mainstream chosen financial system because there's a way of doing without it. As long as you got cash, you're good to go. So I say that because if you have physical silver and gold in your possession, as well as some privacy coins or whatever, you still can do business peer to peer like the way hold the digital space was supposed to be without needing a bank account. And here's the biggest kicker is, and this is one thing I think the El Salvador situation might iron out. We don't need to go back into fiat currency. That's the whole point. That when you, the point is, like, literally, and this is this is kind of my mindset. Once you redeem your Federal Reserve notes, other than the need for the emergency or speculation or wanting to, you know, cash in some profits, you don't need to go back into fiat currency. And going back into fiat currency is is it puts you in trouble because, you know, you're, you know, most likely on the open on the open projects, you're leaving a nice little trail that is being watched right now. You know what I'm saying? So once you get out, in my personal opinion, I would look to go back in. That's just me. Hello, Carlos. What's name we call it from? Mike, Tony from Oakland. How you doing, brother? TB, doing good, my friend. How you doing? Oh, not too bad, man. Um, the, with the BTC, uh, and you want to introduce the SDR. Um, that's not going to work because you're just introducing another middleman to the mm -hmm. actual equation. Yeah. Um, if you wanted to do the SDR, you would return the dollars and trade them in for the SDR itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But not all countries are able to get the SDR. Correct. Correct. 
So I, I don't I don't know how that will work. I think we're we're, we're giving Bitcoin too much credit. Mm-hmm. Um, like I had stated before, that it, it's just a glorified ledger. That's mm-hmm. all it is. It's yeah. just and that's what it was uh, what it was meant to be. It wasn't meant to be currency. It wasn't meant to be a, a reserve currency. Right. Right. And so there's no way it can be if it wasn't meant to be. Right. I, I agree. And the thing is, I think, and based upon El Salvador and all the other countries that appear to be looking to move that way, they're looking to do, they're looking to incorporate that into their economy as legal tender because it, to them, it gives them a part, a chance to participate in the global financial economy because as of now, that's where all the world appears to be running to, which is driving up the price and speculation and the perceived uh, value of wealth transfer into that asset class there. Now, why they would be spending and using his money, I don't know. But it, the fact that I think it, it's considered digital gold uh, comparison, it has people thinking that it's going to continue to go up forever, which in dollar terms, I'm sure it will because the dollar is definitely going to zero. So, um, but the well, FDR, you, yeah, it, it, just like everybody else, mm-hmm. they, you know, uh, they accept it because that that's that's where the money is. Right. They, El, El Salvador is going to be the next the, Venezuela. You know, it's yeah. going to be the next. Maybe China, you know, if they take this Bitcoin and all that big money starts coming into your country mm-hmm. and you start using that electricity by drilling into the side of the mountain yeah. and the volcano yeah. and everything, you know, it puts you back on the map. Yeah, very true. And, and speaking of which, I saw something today that was announced. But El Salvador, I think, just announced just announced that they have a um, some type of they just they uh, unleashed or unveiled some type of discovery of energy that's like supposed to be like natural geothermal. Here, go right here. I put it on the screen, but they have oh, the geothermal. Yeah, yeah, they got that out here. Yeah. The, uh, so I'm assuming what's going to happen is this. This is announced today as well. So they're probably going to be looking to use that to run their own Bitcoin nodes for the country. And therefore, it'll be clean energy to be whatever because it's from the volcano. So it says El Salvador wants to power crypto mines with 100 percent cheap, renewable volcano energy after adopting Bitcoin as legal tender. So um, <laughs> it won't be as, a, as, as, as taxing geothermal on the energy sector. Huh? Geothermal isn't cheap. I mean, they, they, they're, they're just feeding you a line of stuff when they talk about geothermal. It, yeah. it is a way, but it's 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 not the cheapest way. Mm-hmm. Coal is the way, but they don't, you know, everybody wants to poo-poo coal. Yeah. So watch this. So right now I'm looking at the screen. I'm looking at a volcano. I don't know nothing about energy as far as how to draw energy from a volcano, but that's been here for quite some time now. So I'd imagine other than the infrastructure set up to, to draw that energy there, that has to be cheap mighty damn cheap once is once you invest in the infrastructure to then get the energy going wouldn't you say or no i, I i'm gonna give you an example mm-hmm. um the, the united states became number one um producer producer mm-hmm. i said mm-hmm. of of gas and oil through fracking mm-hmm. that's how you frack and become number one mm-hmm. what you do is you you drill down anywhere from uh, a couple hundred feet to to, to miles yeah. um in pipes and you, you frack the rock that mm-hmm. carries the gas mm-hmm. and bring the gas to the surface. Yeah. And once you do that, you can you can put it through the pipeline and everything. But the, the downside to that is once you draw that gas out, you have to inject some sort of liquid in order for that surface to be stable. Yeah. And guess what they're in, the liquid they're in, injecting? Is it water or chemicals? Some type of chemicals or what? No, it's 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 disposable waste. Mm, okay, so and that's, and that's 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 fracking, correct? So is this is that's not I'm assuming that's not anything to do with the volcano situation, is it? Well, it's the same way. You still got to crack that rock and then cap it with something. Yeah. Otherwise, you have earthquakes. That's why we have our earthquakes out here so regularly. Yeah. <laughs> it causes earthquakes, and they're doing it along the San Andreas too, of all places. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's not going to end up well. <laughs> I don't want to knock at the door, so I'm going to just leave it at that, man. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> I appreciate you, man, for calling in. All right, brother. Get up. Good. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, yeah, he's he, he taking it deep there. You know, the San Andreas fought. You know, like any minute now, I'm still expecting California to, you know, I've all, I grew up hearing about California is going to fall off the earth, is fall off this, the deep, be disconnected from the state. So, hope that's not the reason why. But anyway. Uh, feel free to call in, man. What's going on? Phone lines are available. I want to hear from you. 
and uh, share your two cents. What do you guys think about this? Is this just the beginning or is this all hype or or what? I'm curious to find out. Uh, somebody says Apple <laughs> Alphabet Soup agencies are against the people. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, says really Bitcoin is mine on computers, a group of very powerful computers. Liquid hot magma. Liquid hot magma. Yeah, how? I mean, that's the thing. I'm not familiar with the energy sector like that, so I don't know how they're going to do that. But I had imagined that that was a part of the plan initially on basically setting up their own infrastructure, to run their own nodes to definitely get into the race and at mining the, at the clean energy race and mining those last 2,100 or 21 million or 2.1, 2.1 million Bitcoin. Yeah. Hello, Carl. What's name we call it from? The clean energy race Hey, how's it going, man? It's Joel from Seattle. Joel from Seattle. How you doing, Joel? What's on your mind? Give me a quick thought. Oh, I'm doing just fine, thanks. Uh, so, yeah, I just wanted to kind of side-bust the last caller. You know what? You don't need to track the gases that are pushing up magma. You can literally just throw a massive copper lead into the caldera, and actually the heat from the from that that event will actually shoot electrical current down uh, high voltage lines. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can, you can, you can just kind of relay it down from the heat source itself. So you mm-hmm. actually don't need to frack. That's all I wanted to say. Yeah. Have a nice night. All right, man. Thank you for calling and sharing that. All right. I don't know nothing about that. So I can't validate that, but if you got any, any energy experts out there, feel free to give us a call. Hello, Carlos. Where are we calling from? Hey, what's going on? This is Troy from Dallas. Can you hear me clearly? Troy, yes, I can. What's on your mind, my friend? Give me a quick thought. Hey, speaking on California, what the last caller said, um, you know, if you look at old maps and old historical maps, Mm -hmm. California was an island, you know, and that whole area Mm -hmm. that was underwater that split California from the rest of the country, Mm -hmm. that map, I mean, that land is currently, you know, your, your, your desert area, you know, your, your Las Vegas, basically. And yeah. I just got back from there, man. And I mean, that place literally is, I mean, it clearly could have been underwater yeah. so, and, 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 and castles like, like mountains, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, um, speaking on your, uh, last caller as well, uh, regarding, you know, the Bitcoin as the SDR, mm-hmm. this is all the, you, you know, America has constantly stated that they don't want, or Jerome Powell has stated that they don't want to be first. Mm-hmm. You know, they just want to get it right. Yeah. So, of course, you know, all the South American and all the other countries that already have, you know, SB, I mean, CBDCs and all that stuff going on, they're mm-hmm. going to, they let, they already let these countries do things as pilot projects because they're smaller populations. They may have, a, you know, maybe a tiny island nation of a couple hundred thousand or, Somewhere where, you know, they can control and watch it like a Petri dish as an experiment. So, you know, this whole, you know, El Salvador, you know, this is going to be the first move to, you know, the IMF adding some sort of digital asset to their balance sheet. Yeah. So, you know, this this is just a step in that direction. It's not the end all be all, but of course, anything Bitcoin centric makes people that are maximalists of Bitcoin, (laughs) you know, super happy. Yeah. But, you know. (laughs) If they look at the news, there's the evidence is slowly coming out that Bitcoin wasn't created as a value system. It's starting to look like it was a big honeypot yeah. to wrap up all the world. I mean, I mean, <laughs> it looks like they're trying to use this as a big Harvey Dent move moment from mm-hmm. like the Dark Knight, where they can arrest all the criminals, mm-hmm. clean up all the corruption, as well as you know, clean up all the crime and everything in one fell swoop, yeah. and then just all of a sudden roll out this new technological you know, everything connected world. We've got intelligence, you know, five eyes communication on everything, you know, yeah. because the evidence is there with the algorithm of Bitcoin. The the source of it was created by the United States government. Yeah. It's basic, you know, encryption layer, and, you know, most of our SSL, TSL and, and basic encryption protocols. That's a part of our everyday networks and devices. So it's, people shouldn't be surprised that they can recover money out of a wallet yeah. or they know it inside out because like anything that's built in America or with America money, they're going to always make sure there's a back door in, 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 in it, you know, and that was the, the topic of conversation when Snowden was out. So I don't mm-hmm. know why it's a mystery to people now. Yeah. People just decompartmentalize news and don't like to connect these stories together. Yeah. Good point, man. Hey, appreciate you calling my man and sharing your thoughts. Thanks for calling in. All right. No yeah, problem. be good. Hello, Carlos. Where are you calling from? 
Hey, Mike, it's your blood pressure. How's it going? LBP doing good, man. What's on your mind tonight? Oh, man. You know, you know what was on my mind? Everybody talking about this crypto stuff. Hey, now, it's Look, le it's legal tender in, in El Salvador, so it's legitimate oh, money now, God. man. It's going to cost them more money to transfer it from each to each other than it is to, <laughs> to the damn Bitcoin they got. They're going to be <laughs> negative when they, when they buy something. <laughs> hey, and then some people say now if you lose now if you're using a lightning network oh my goodness <laughs> mike bi look bitcoin is not money yeah it's not a medium in exchange it has no value and it's not a store of anything yeah okay now you want to call it an a speculative asset mm -hmm. okay then hey, you go at it you want to call it a a, a, a pump and up make-believe uh -huh. hey that's fine but I, I just don't understand. Like, people say it's the future of money. It's not money now. How's it going to be money in the future? <laughs> hey, it's being positioned. And it's being positioned by nations that are struggling, second world, third world countries in particular. They want something to allow them to, I guess, uh, be able to make some dollars so they can pay back the old dollars. Because think about this. Uh, if El Salvador starts setting up uh, Bitcoin nodes, and they start raking in and Bitcoin price go up. They're going to sell back in the dollars, pay back some of their national debt and try to be. They may not do that, but they'll probably try to pay off their national debt and the corporate debts and things like that to where they're trying to lessen the strain on their economies, possibly. But they still probably all have the CBDC projects in the works as well. So not quite sure how that's going to be work out beneficial for the people. So, but yeah, time will tell. It's crazy, Mike. Mike, is that yucca has more value in El Salvador? I don't know if you know that the root that they eat, that uh -huh. has more value than Bitcoin. Hey, let, let let me talk about another crypto. There's a clown out there talking about theta this, theta that, uh -huh. theta the future of the internet. Look, if the uh -huh. internet works without theta now, how can it be the savior of the internet in the future? I I just don't understand these people. <laughs> They're like something that just got invented. Is gonna save the internet in the future. How the it's not saving it now. Why is it gonna be used? Uh, it's just ridiculous, Mike. Yeah. I, hey, I, I don't even know what to say about that. What do you have? What are your thoughts on this data thing? Um, other than what I hear and see, based upon the 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 legit ability for it to run at a faster pace and all and all the ease of a newer style version of the internet is, I hear a lot of good things about it. It's, it's not fully developed yet because I think they're still working out some of the kinks for their latest version, but it shows a lot of promise and it's relatively cheap because Theta, they partner with Sony, Samsung, Paramount Pictures, all the movie stream companies, all the entertainment sector see some value because they bought into it as well. So Theta sold them on something. So they must be sitting on something that, that the world wants because everybody's signing on board to join them. So they, they must be doing something right. That's all I can say. Uh, it's nothing, Mike. It's another. It's another <laughs> show. <laughs> hey, but we'll see, man. <laughs> Appreciate you calling in, man. All right, Mike. Have a great night. Be good. Yeah, good stuff, man. Good stuff. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like once again, and that's where, first of all, you have to be. So LB, LBP, this is to you in particular. You have to be open-minded about a lot of these projects because they're actually teams, projects, corporations, companies, or whatever. And the whole purpose for them to exist is that they claim to solve a problem or to better those lives or somebody or something like that. And if they deliver on that, it's going to stick. Now, if it's a bunch of hot air, it's a bunch of hype, just naturally it's going to fold. People aren't not going to you know, continue to be scanned over something that's not real. But if it has any way of really solving some world problems or something like that, it's going to work. And from what I gather so far with Theta, it appears to be legit. So we'll see how what how it plays out and all the blockchain ledger stuff. We'll see where it goes. But in the meantime, I personally wouldn't mind throwing some crumbs at it and just letting see what happens. Of course, you know, only put out what you can afford to lose. Hello, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Good from Columbus. How you doing, Mike? Hey, I'm doing good, my friend. What's on your mind? Give me a quick thought. Hey, uh, is a dollar in hand better than a dollar in the bank when everything flips uh, July 9th or what? You know. You know, the dollar, you know, get your money out of the bank. But if you don't turn it into silver, gold, or a hard asset, is a dollar, a greenback in hand going to be better mm. than a greenback in the bank? Whoo, great thought there. I was actually thinking about something like that similar earlier. I was, And I was around the lines of 
right now the Federal Reserve note in the dollar, if it's not in your possession right now, it doesn't belong to you. It's an IOU, flat out. So if it's in the bank, the bank owes that money to you because you lent it to them. And so you got to hope that it's there. So there's a lot of middleman between. And if you're whatever you have in your portfolio at your, at your money manager, your hedge fund, you basically owe they, they owe that back to you. So it's not yours. So unless there's anything not in your hands, you technically don't really have ownership of it because you've already lent it out. When you read when you sign your name, you basically gave them stewardship of your funds. So that right there sounds like it does. It's in alignment with what you just said. <laughs> Yeah, the only thing I'm thinking is uh, that could really get you. I mean, you know, if they say, okay, we go digital, you know, we're going to give you whatever amount of the new digital for a dollar, like one greenback. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that would, you know, if you had it in your hand or if it's in the bank, you know, it might not make a lot of difference unless they do a bail in. If they do a bail in, that money's just gone, right? Yeah, and, and that's it. It'll be gone, but they'll attempt to make you whole in some capacity. So, according to Dodd Frank, the FDIC has been put in charge for the. Uh, I forgot the word they use, but for basically helping the banks get their act together by breaking down the the creditors. And of course, depositors are on the last. They like the third or fourth to get paid out and they'll get crumbs or they'll get shares in a company or some type of receipts or coupons that with future promises to pay or something like that. So I wouldn't be surprised if there was a banking meltdown, cyber attack, bank shutdown. If it was to restart up, they'll probably give people credit in the new cbdc itself making people feel whole because your number might look the same if you had whatever you're in there it'll still look the same in your cbdc app more than likely but once again that that's a new form of currency amongst everything else where that means a monetary base probably just expanded another two or three trillion to create those cbdc digits so once again your purchasing power was stolen instantly like that so and at some point, you may not be able to go to go to the ATM to withdraw in paper form because everything will be done via digital swipes and taps with your phone and stuff like that. So that's how fast that stuff could possibly happen. It's going to be chaotic as hell, though, because a lot of people are going to panic when they look at their screen because that number on your screen is not real. <laughs> it's only real as long as the bank is open and the economy is stable. If stuff hits the fan, I question the ability you be able to withdraw that entire number in paper <laughs> if it's high. So. Yeah, the yeah. risk falls on you, man. What about this one last thing? Yeah. You know, I used to, a little bit ago, you said there'll always be a black market, you know, you know, for gold and silver. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think? That, could there be people hanging on to dollars and still be, you know, bartering, trading with dollars, even though mm-hmm. the government says you can't? You know, the Bible says that, you know, they're going to keep the Christians from buying and selling. Is it possible that the, the people who are persecuted to the point, you know, where they try to wipe our slate, that we could be dealing in greenbacks, you know? Yeah. And like almost like a black market, you know, you're not supposed to have it. You're supposed to turn it in, but yeah. we got it. We're going to use it. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's no way of actually collecting all the paper units on the planet because more dollars and paper forms exist outside the country. And so they're always going to be circulated, just like the Zimbabwe's. They just, you know, paper now. They People use make artwork with them now. But as far as actually being able to exchange goods and service for them, there'll be some type of mandate to say you have, you know, a month, two months, six months to, you know, redeem them back in for CBDC credit to your account. And if you don't, then, you know, you may not be able to use them at your favorite, you know, at your favorite retail stores because they won't accept paper ever again. It's all going to be CBDC related. So only people who might accept the paper are people in the black market area, like your local farmers or local people in the streets that recognize the value in it because they, they they choose not to rely upon the CBDCs because it's a trackable, traceable, you know, crypto style project. So paper will still be in circulation, but I don't know how trustworthy people have over time with it because counter, counterfeiting bills going to really get big because the government no longer will be you know, really worried about that because they no longer support paper at that point. So they'll probably the paper market will be flooded with fake notes that might be criminal offense still, but who knows? Yeah, to go back all the way around to where I started. So, would you rather have a greenback in hand or a greenback at Huntington Bank when it hits the fan? Greenback in hand, preferably. Okay. Or or hey, or, or, it, or or have you know enough as an emergency fund to where what you have in your Huntington, if you were to lose it, it wouldn't be the end of all be all because it's not the majority of your life, in my personal opinion. You know what I'm saying so. That's just me. It's like it's out there, but if you lose it. It ain't going to hurt you because the bulk of your value is in something else that you probably have access to with minimum 
middleman in between it. So hopefully. You think they're going to try to take the property? I mean, if you want to say you got a house and it's paid off, it's paid for a period. Mm-hmm. If you can keep up with the taxes, you think they're still come after that? Um, I don't know the exact game plan, but I'd imagine if they say you'll own nothing and you'll be happy, that means all property rights will be changed. Somehow they're going to try to remove physical property from you to where you just probably going to have a shirt on your back and the shoes on your feet. That's how that, that's how sick and evil they are. How they pull that off? Taxation will be one. Outright land confiscation confiscation can be the other one by the government. They can come in any minute now and in an eminent domain try to make you whole with depreciating currency and then uh, whatever else they come our way. So that's my personal opinion. So I think the ultimate goal is to make sure you own nothing. Like losing it, they take it or either one. That's their agenda. How are they going to pull it off exactly? We've That's yet to be determined. But just the fact they're bold enough to tell us 10 years in advance is mighty cocky on their part. Yeah, it is. And, you know, the one thing that uh, kind of makes me smile, there is going to be one day where I'm going to own nothing and be happy. I'm going to sit with the Father in glory. Ah, yes, sir. The good news right there. Hey, man, appreciate your call. I won't need, all right, I won't need to own a thing. <laughs> be good, man. Right. Yeah, good stuff, man. And that's a good way to end it. That's the good way to end it with the good news itself, people. Um, Man, so let me – I'm going to get ready to wrap, down, wrap it up a little bit. I appreciate everybody for hanging out with me. Uh, Thunder Sound says digital titles, digital title and deeds. Where'd I go? Uh, digital title and deeds is how that will happen. Yeah, and that, and that right there, that's even scarier because just from listening to people talk the other day about transacting with the, in a real estate game now, everything is done digitally. Like you don't need to even go see the house now. You can do everything online and sign your signature, e-signature and everything else and be good to go and get some stuff mailed to you type of stuff. So the digitization of everything or tokenization of everything is literally this decade moving ahead. So it's going to be there. That makes it even that much easier to remove all your property because you're relying upon computer code. So what that basically says is that you got to show your deed by using your address and then having your private key probably in your possession. And in between all that is some code that links back on the public ledger saying your name, your address, your this, your that belongs to you. And that's it. But think about how if it's centrally controlled code by some real estate agency, the government, they can easily just delete all that. And you're in poof. Your proof of title, proof of deed is gone. You can have that. You can have the address. You can have your private key. But yet when you type all it in, nothing's there because if it's centrally controlled, then you really don't have much. So uh, that's just me. Uh, Vince, how you doing, man? This says, I believe in, in 2030 we will be closer to what you're talking about. Uh, also, it, it'll be a regional thing. There will be areas that are not as affected. Remember that wheat and terror both rise together. Good point, man. Good point. And that's the thing. Like, I, I think their execution of that time frame is subject to global participation and resistance. And so if we have nations out there that are literally holding their ground and states as well, that's putting up a, a fight i.e. the Republican states, Texas and Florida and all those states, they appear to be putting up a fight, not going lock and step with the CDC and everything else. And also on another note, did you guys see today that the CDC announced that they're no longer going to be counting cases for people who have fully participated with that stuff there? They're only going to count them if they're hospitalized or if they die or something like that. So that was a like little story that came across. I'm like, man, like, huh? That is so lopsided. That is so evil. But that's kind of where this is heading. So, um, but yeah, so we are in some interesting times. Maybe need to say that, but, uh, Hey, God is still good. He's on the throne, man. And just as a way of trying to really better decipher the times, I actually read through revelations today. I went through chapters eight through 15 and came across a lot of, I just refreshed myself as to how all this breaks down. And one thing that really stuck out, stood out to me today was that if you read revelations, the events that occur, and this is just my interpretation based upon my little bit of knowledge. The events were all, they were just how John put that book together. It's, it can be very confusing, but I think for myself, I saw how a lot of it is it's, it's translated backwards in a sense as to the events and how they unfolded with the seven vials, the seven trumpets um, and how each was unleashed and things like that. And even the, the, the rapture, or the or the or the fifth 
angel throwing the scepter into the earth and reaping the harvest in reference to the saints being called up. So that was, you know, so it's a, lot, it's a lot of good information, man. I really enjoyed it. So I'm definitely going to spend more time in Revelations because I really want to be able to discern these times a lot better. And I think the Lord, you know, definitely will reward those who seek him diligently in these times. So that's ultimately what I want to leave on tonight, people. We need wisdom and wisdom comes from the source itself, which is the king himself, Jehovah, Abba. And so we need wisdom, people. So we need to pray for wisdom, ask for it. And his word promises that if we ask, we shall receive. And so therefore, tonight, I want to make sure I lift up the Lord in prayer and, and for on all our behalfs, because we all need to be sharp in these days and days as we uh, stand firm on our faith. And so it's definitely going to be challenged because challenging times are present for a lot of us, if not already. And of course, for my parents out there, you know, we got a lot of decisions to make for our children moving forward. So you guys kind of know where we're at with this. But anyway, people, um, I want to definitely be of encouragement as best I can and end this on a good note with some good news because God is on the throne. Everything is going to be a OK if you are in Christ. And I am confident in that. So anyway, people, for those that are interested, if we have any believers out there and non-believers, this is for everybody. This is an opportunity for everybody to get a chance to connect and, unif and, and unify right now, because the word says whenever two or more are gathered, he's in the midst of us. So like right now, I really believe that. By literally lifting up the Lord right now, he's able to intervene and to get involved in our affairs together. So real quick, Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to gather this evening. Lord, we lift you up right now and thanking you for your your dominion over the earth. Lord, we thank you that your kingdom reigns eternally. Father, we thank you for just being a faithful father, faithful God. We ask for wisdom and guidance in today. In today's age, Father, as we continue to fight the good fight of faith, we ask you to continue to watch over all our family, friends, and loved ones. Allow us to put our hands to work, Father, so we can be fruitful for your kingdom, Father. We ask that you continue to just bless this nation that we have here. The United States of, United States of America is still a blessed nation, Father. We ask that you allow those in position of power to reign righteously, Father, over your people. And if they don't, get them up out of there and put some men and women after your own heart into office so that we can be led down the path of righteousness and not towards the evil one, Father. We thank you in advance for all you have done. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, people, that's all she wrote for tonight. As always, it is good to hang out. It is good to kick it. Hopefully this was an informative little bit of a gathering here. And once again, I anticipate within the next, you know, couple months or so, we're going to be hearing legal tender laws being altered, being changed, or Congress looking to get together to give the Federal Reserve uh, the right to change the legal tender laws to issue that CBDC possibly sooner because they're going to need that before the next meltdown because how else will they be able to get stimulus or get UBI, UBA directly into the people's hands unless they have this legal tender stuff already ironed out and ready to be rolled out. So, but anyway, people, be blessed, be safe. And as always, for those that are tuning in, I want to make sure I make everyone aware of where you can stay connected and be blessed with some opportunities here on RTD. To get your weight around is still available for my stackers out there. Limited edition. No coin is a lot. No coin, no two coins are alike because they're hand poured upon ordering them. So that being the case, if you're interested, support the channel that way. And then also Wednesdays, we usually have our Patreon hangout. So if you want to support the channel monetarily, all blessings are welcomed and appreciated. So consider that and you'll be a part of the Hangout Gang. And you can join us on live or the off air on Zooms where we hang out during the week usually. So other than that, people, be blessed, be safe. Peace.